Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Good. Today we are going to be starting a new series. Amen? We're going to be starting a new series. What's on, what can we see on the screen? Good. Are we okay? Good. So today, I am going to start us off on a little journey called the refiner's fire. There are types of fire. There's power in the fire. But today, we are going to focus on what? The refiner's fire. The different types of fire. Fire signifies many things in scriptures. It signifies many things in scriptures. So I'll start by defining what is fire. Fire is the phenomenon of combustion manifested in light flame. Fire is a phenomenon or an outcome of combustion manifested in, in light flame and heat. It is one of the four elements when we when you start to dive into the spiritual i'm going to use the word spiritual to give a blanket of everything beyond the physical there are four elements there are four basic elements that we cannot destroy nor create you can't create earth you can't create wind you can't create water and you cannot create fire you can start it but it does not mean you created it. You can get hydrogen together and bring oxygen together. For those of us who still remember our chemistry, H2O, we can bring it together and form water, but it does not mean you created water. Water even exists as you and I are breathing right now. Water is natural. It cannot be created. It cannot be destroyed. Even if you bring heat to water, it only changes state. Amen? But it cannot be destroyed. Same thing with earth. You cannot destroy it and you cannot create it. And lastly, wind. Who can create wind? Even if you do with your mouth, you're not creating it. All you're doing is you're blowing what you breathe in through your nostrils. That's it. Blowing out, rather. What you, breathe, what you breathe in through your nostrils. So you cannot create wind. So fire is one of those elements that cannot be created. Amen? Amen? So Christians, Chinese, and the Hebrews, uh, or Chinese, when we say Chinese, we're talking more about Buddhists. Um, Hebrews, are Christians, the Buddhists, and, and Hebrews are the three religions in the world that have any form of spiritual connotation for fire. Amen? For them, for these three groups, fire is a symbol of God. Or fire is a symbol, let me use, not use, let me use the word God, but fire is a symbol of divinity. Okay? Fire is a symbol of a being that is big and strong in these three groups. Lastly, fire can also stand for cleansing and purification. 
Amen. So, having given us this description, let us dive in deep. We said we're going to focus on refiner's fire. Matthew chapter 13, from verse 24 to 30. Matthew chapter 13, from verse 24. If you're there, say amen. Okay. Verse 2 or 3 are gathered. We move on. The kingdom of heaven is like a man. Another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in, this, in his field. For those of us who attend Saturday discipleship classes, we know, that, we know what it means by the kingdom of heaven. Good. So if you want to know what it means, come next month. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does, does it have tares? So he said to them, An enemy has done this. The servants said to him, do you want us to go and gather them up? But he said, no. Lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first, gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. From this parable, we know that weeds will be burnt. Yes? Good. The first thing, I'm going to make this parable very personal for us. The first thing that causes people as they grow in life weeds in their growth is sin. Sin introduces you to weeds. But the challenge with sin is sin is the act, temptation is what drives, leads to sin. You cannot, sin is not the weed. Temptation is the weed. So if you're not awake and alert, like Jesus Christ said, while men did what? Slept. Temptation is introduced into your life. When temptation is introduced, guess what? In your subconscious, it was a natural thing and then you engage in it and now it has become sin. At that moment, the weed, the seed that was planted has sprouted. So now, now you find an individual who has given their life to Christ, but they're still struggling with what they were doing before they gave their life to Christ because that seed that was sown has grown up and it's now a full plant. The challenge is if you try to yank out that part of your life, you feel lost. So that's why Jesus Christ said, it's not that God cannot forgive your sin, but he understands the ramifications of separating your history 
from your present. It is difficult to separate the two, especially when both of them have grown up. So the only thing that can happen is wait for your harvest season, which for some people it's a death. A death than the flesh and the spirit man can be separated. Are you with me? Good. So, in John chapter 17, verse 15 to 19. John 17, 15 to 19. Are you still there? John 17, 15 says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Temptations come from the world. But the challenge is most of us, we want to become Christians and exist like the world does not exist. Unfortunately, the world still exists. You are in the world. So whether we like it or not, a time will come in your life when you will sleep. It's not a matter of it will never happen. It's a matter of when it will happen. For some of us, we are so prayerful right now. But the moment you get married, oh, I arrived. And then it gets to another stage in your life and then you remember to pray. But in that moment between when you got married and that next phase of your life, somebody has come in and sowed the weed. You just graduated from school. Now you've gotten a job. You are so excited. When they tell you, let us pray in the night, I am settled. Wait. When it is now time to marry, you begin to pray. But between when you graduated and now you are wanting to get married, somebody has come in and sowed weed. That is why Christ said, men ought always to pray and not to faint. But the challenge is the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen? John chapter 15 verse 19 is another scripture speaking on that. The thing that exposes, that causes us to go through the refiner's fire is losing faith in God. And sometimes we also lose faith in the process. We lose faith in God and we also lose faith in the process. You have been praying and asking God, Lord, when is my season? And one year has gone. The second year is going. It looks like it's going to be the same thing on the third year. You're getting frustrated. You're seeing your friends testify. And you keep saying, God, when is my season? You see, when the weeds and the wheat are growing together, you have to wait. In the process, in the time when the wheat has been planted, the owner of the farm said, you cannot uproot the wheat. You have to allow both of them to grow together. Amen? For some of us, we have to wait out that season to maturity when the wheat and the wheat will be harvested by the reapers. And now the reapers will separate the wheat from the wheat and you can receive your testimony. Amen. 
Tell your neighbor, patience. Amen. We have to be patient with the process. You cannot lose faith. Yes. You cannot give up during your grow growing season. Let us use an example of corn. If you plant corn in the ground and then the corn grows to like, how, how many of us can shout out loud, how long does it take corn to mature? To mature from plant two to three months for remember that planted after one month decide I'm not growing anymore would you eat from that corn from the seed you planted um yes you want to change it again <laughs> thank you amen no seed planted can grow halfway and decide I'm not growing again. The moment you decide that, then you are equal with the weeds. Because the truth with weeds, weeds don't grow fruits. Weeds only grow seeds and spread the seeds. Only wheat grows and has a fruit. Oh, you guys are lost. So I'll go. Let's go to the next thing. Are you with me? Good thing is losing your identity. When weeds and wheat are put together, a lot of weeds start filling the are weeds. Jesus Christ says you are in the world, but you are not of the world, which means you can exist in this world and not act like the people in the world. You see, all these things we're breaking down, is, it comes to a moment when Jesus Christ himself will expose both the weeds and the wheat to fire. He's going to refine everybody to see what substance you carry. You see, if you're a wheat and you don't mature and have seeds, when you are exposed to fire, you will burn like the weeds and you will have no fruit left. Fruits don't get burnt in fire. When the weed grows and matures, the kernels can be exposed to fire. It does not get destroyed in fire. But if you're a weed and you decide, if you're a weed and you decide to stop your growth and you don't have fruits, when you're exposed to fire, you have nothing left. John chap Job chapter 13 verse 15 and Job chapter 19 verse 25 to 27. Job chapter thir 13 verse 15 it says though he slay me yet I will I trust him even so I will defend my own ways before him Job chapter 19 verse 25 It says, for I know that my Redeemer lives and he shall stand at the, 
and he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall, I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eye shall behold and not another. This is Job speaking. For some of us who remember the story of Job, this is him saying, it's okay. I lost my children. It's okay. I lost my property. It's okay. I know my Redeemer lives. He waited even while he was going through the process because sometimes your growing season is your refining season. That is when the true substance of your worth is weighed. His wife told him, curse God and die. Let this pain end. If Job cursed God and died, we would never hear the story of Job. For someone under the sound of my voice, for generations after you to hear your story, you must endure that fire. All right. Amen. Going back to Matthew chapter 13, starting from verse 24. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Change that kingdom of heaven to the garden of Eden. The garden of Eden is like a man being God who sowed a seed, being Adam and Eve. But while men slept, while Adam decided to go and do whatever it is, the Bible never told us what he was doing. The enemy came in and did what? Who did he sow the seed in? Good. So the servant, the angels I'm sure came to God and be like, God, so this man and woman that you created, can we just, you know, go in there and yank out the sin? And God said, no. <laughs> you see, when we talk about refiner's fire, we think it only applies to us as human beings. God even weighs what he created in the fire of himself. God sends what he himself created. Not you and I, but everything he created through a process of fire. You and I will think because God in his majesty and his magnificence, once Adam and Eve fell, he should have so sent Jesus. If he sent in Jesus... There won't be you and I. Because if he sent in Jesus, there was no growth. There was no maturity. There was nothing to be sacrificed for. But God had to wait. And allow man to mature. And allow man to have seed. Now he sends Jesus who is the reaper. To separate the weeds. From the wheat. Now Jesus has come. We know those that are for him. And those that are not for him. Because God has allowed time. To separate both. So how. Do you. Survive the refiner's fire. Luke chapter 22. Verse 32. 
Amen. Luke chapter 22, verse 32. Oh, let's start from verse 31. Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail you. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Jesus gave us a prescription for going through the refiner's fire. He said what? I have prayed for you. While men slept. We think is, oh, it's 10 p.m. I'm going to bed. No. While men slept is a state of spiritual consciousness to everything that is going on around you. You can be sleeping, but know when the enemy is at work. Because your flesh is what is resting, but your spirit man ought to be awake. How many times have you been sleeping and you woke up all of a sudden in the middle of the night and you felt it was just to go pee? No, that was the spirit of God prompting you that there was something around the corner that you need to pay attention to. But for most of us, we've been very lazy. And after we've woken up, we have that feeling that something is going on in the corner. I, I, I need to figure something out somehow to, to stand in the place of prayer for this not to manifest. But you find yourself going back to your bed. And we fall back asleep. And then tomorrow when the thing happens, you say, ah, but I felt it. God did not give you the feeling for it to happen. He gave you the feeling for it not to happen. Prayer is one of the keys to fireproof ourselves from the effects of the heat. In prayer, no matter what the enemy brings, you can say like Job, I know my Redeemer lives. In prayer, you can tell the enemy. There's a song we see, um, what the enemy meant for evil, but he turned it for my good. You can only give that boast when you're a man of prayer. Another um, prescription Jesus gave us, Revelation chapter 3. Revelations chapter, let's go to verse 18. Jesus is the one speaking here. He is talking to a lukewarm church. This is the angel of the church of the Laodiceans. Jesus gave, after Jesus finished speaking to them and telling them what they did wrong, he said, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. Are you with me? When we go to God and we buy from him gold and we buy from him clothes, 
our sin is covered. You see, because the goal of the refiner's fire is to burn away impurities. If you don't have gold from him and you don't have clothes from him, when you go, not if, it's a matter of when. Isaiah 43 from verse 1 says, when you go through the fire, he will be with you. When you go through the waters, the waters will not consume you. So it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. If you don't have the clothing and the gold and the protection of Jesus, when you go through it, you will come out naked. Jesus never promised us there will not be evil. Rather, what he told us, you will go through it and I have given you the victory. The uniqueness of you and I's work as believers is we are fighting a battle that is already won. But you will die in the battle that is already won. If you don't stand with Christ. Amen. Lastly is fellowship. A prescription. Fellowship. Tell your neighbor fellowship. If you're weak and you stand alone. And the only thing that surrounds you are weeds. You will think and believe that you are a weed. There was a story of a, a lion, a cub that was born. And when he was, I mean, it's folk, folk, folklore. Was born and it was abandoned and it found itself in the middle of sheep. It grew and became a mature lion, but it was eating grass like sheep. Because it grew up amongst sheep. So in its mind, it was sheep. So one day, this, this not little but grown-up lion gets to the stream and is drinking. And then it looks at the water. It looks at the sheep beside it. And it looks at the water again. There's something different between me and these people. I have brown skin. They have white. You looked at the water again. I have mustache. They don't. It looked at the water again. And then one day, it saw another lion running towards the sheep. But guess what? It didn't run. Because it recognized that guy running towards me looks like me. When you don't fellowship, when the enemy comes at you, you think he is with you. But fellowship helps you to recognize evil and good. So that when you see evil, you call it what? evil and when you see good you call it good because you have people to keep you accountable a lot of us 
have cost ourselves to go through or be going through what we're going through because we don't want fellowship. Second Corinthians chapter 13 verse 16 to 18 is the last scripture I'm going to give us for today. Second Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 16. Is that it? So, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Thank you, Lord. Nevertheless, from verse 16, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it says, Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, Beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. The last thing in the prescription is the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord enables you and I go through the refiner's fire. Tell your neighbor the Spirit of the Lord. Ask your neighbor, do you know who he is? Did they tell you yes? Okay. So if they told you yes, ask them again now. Since you are very sure you know who he is, is he living in you? Wait, did they still say yes? They said yes. Okay, that's very good. So now ask them if he's living in you and you know who he is, why are you complaining? You know, there's a song by Sinaj, the greater one lives inside of me. I'm more... I'm an heir of his kingdom. Mm. I rejoice in him. Here's the thing. You sing it, but you don't leave it. And that is why the refiner's fire is consuming you. Don't allow the situations of your life dictate how you worship God. But let your worship of God determine how you relate to life. If I worship my God, then my outlook on life cannot be the same as an unbeliever. Because me worshiping God gives me hope. I know that whatever is going through will come to an end. But he in the world does not have that hope. Rise to your feet.
Did you gain something today? All heads bowed, all eyes closed. We've talked about Jesus, we've talked about the Holy Spirit, we've talked about prayer, we've talked about the refiner's fire, but I'm yet to let you know, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, everything we said right now goes over your head, and you have no part in it. Don't deceive yourself. Fellowship is no substitute for having Jesus as Lord and Savior. The first fellowship you need is fellowship with him. A lot of us have taken going to church as having fellowship and being believers. No. A relationship with Jesus and with the Spirit of the Father is the first fellowship you need. So if you're under the sound of my voice, you're here in the auditorium or online, and you know, you know, that what you've been living has been fake, fakery. Fake news, fake life. This is an opportunity for you to accept and welcome Jesus into your Lord, into your life as Lord and Savior. Don't fake it. If you fake it when you go through the fire, you will see the result. Nothing will be left. If you're in the audience, please come out and meet me here. If you're online, please text saved to that number that's going to show on the screen. Don't try to fake it though. Fire is painful. If you think it's not, go home, put on the, your cooktop and put your hands on top of it. But Christ is letting us know that you see that fire you're putting your hands on, I can give you a technique that you will place your hand on that fire and it won't consume you. Step out now. I'm going to count from five to zero. Come meet me here. And let us start that journey today. Five. Four. Three. It's your own benefit, not my benefit. Two. One. Okay. For those of us online and brothers standing in front of us, Please repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for redeeming me. And thank you for saving me. 
I acknowledge you as Lord and Savior. I acknowledge you as my Lord and my Savior. I come to you today and I know that my life will be transformed for the good. Help me to walk with you. Help me to stay with you. And help me to understand your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Put your hands together for the Lord, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.